Chapter 5. Martha and Me. The Promise and Peril of Unauthorized Biography. The Promise. I became fascinated with Martha Gellhorn in 1986 while researching my biography of Lillian Hillman. In the Paris Review, spring 1981, Gellhorn published On Apocryphism, a demolition of Hellman's memoir of the Spanish Civil War. Gellhorn put Hellman in the category of apocryphiers, writers with self-serving, spiteful fantasies that were retailed by scholars and biographers, no matter how absurd and implausible the printed words. The trend toward apocryphism, a meld of apocryphal story and apocryphier, was growing at an alarming rate, in other words, the telling of stories by the famous about the famous, who in the same breath make themselves more famous. In her best literary policewoman fashion, Gellhorn tore apart Hellman's chronology and her claims to having shared confidences with Ernest Hemingway. Gellhorn had been there and had no trouble contradicting Hellman's fable. Comparing An Unfinished Woman and Pentimento, Gellhorn discovered instances in which Hellman apparently had been able to be in three places at once, in the Moscow embassy with Julia, her anti-fascist agent friend in Vienna, and in Spain. Gellhorn refuted Hellman's story about reading the proofs of To Have and Have Not in Spain. Hemingway had actually read them before leaving for the war. Hemingway and Hellman could not have stood on their balcony in Madrid watching the fireworks from bombing, as Hellman claimed, since the bombs in Spain did not give off light. Gellhorn ridiculed Hellman's first-hand description of an air raid. Though Hellman describes children screaming and women running, Gellhorn recalled how impressively quiet Spaniards were in dangerous situations. Is the policeman who pushes Hellman under a bench for protection during an air raid an imbecile? Gellhorn asked. What kind of shelter does a park bench afford? That could not be Hellman's attempt at humor, could it? Gellhorn wanted to know. Of Hellman's description of a plane dropping down and setting loose a bomb that slowly floated like a round gift-wrapped package, Gellhorn remarked that planes over Madrid flew at a prudent height, were not dive bombers, and the bombs did not come one at a time, floating like an ox egg or a gift-wrapped package. At the most, Hellman had spent three weeks in Spain, Gellhorn calculated, and her incomprehension of that war is near idiocy. In Gellhorn's memory of their brief meetings, Hellman was a grumpy, sullen presence, and no match for her splendid companion, Dorothy Parker, who showed none of Hellman's conceit. Gellhorn considered most of Hellman's scenes in her memoirs between herself and Hemingway to be sheer inventions, especially the one in which Hemingway compliments Hellman on her courage, saying she had cojones after all. In my opinion, Gellhorn concluded, Miss H. has the cojones of a brass monkey. The tough talk reminded me of her ex-husband, Ernest Hemingway. Built-in falsehood children is bad. Gellhorn began her article in a fair imitation of Papa. Gellhorn's wonderful combination of outrage and humor intrigued me. Did she have more to say that I could include in my biography of Lillian Hellman? And so I wrote to Martha Gellhorn. She replied with a short, pithy note, wanting me to know that she had titled her piece Close Encounters of the Apocryphal Kind, but George Plimpton, editor of the Paris Review, had lost the title and his nerve, too. I just happened to get good and mad for once, so I wrote that. If one spent life exposing liars, one would have no time to live. She also volunteered that Hellman had been cruel and false to Dorothy Parker, and proceeded to elaborate the conviction that Hellman could not be a true friend to any woman because she was ugly. Of course, Gellhorn conceded there were ugly women like Golda Meir and Mrs. Roosevelt, who have been endearing, but these were only major exceptions to the theory.
Gellhorn really did not have much to add to her Paris Review article. Still, I liked her chatty but blunt tone. What she said about Hellman's looks came back to me when certain reviewers claimed I made too much of Hellman's ugliness, even accusing me of clinging to an ideal of beauty exemplified in Marilyn Monroe, the subject of my first biography.'